Uh, this is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And we are uh, proud to be joined now by uh, boy, a team that really uh, had three nice days at the Trinity Forest Invitational. It is uh, head men's uh, golf coach Mike McGraw joining us. And I always love to watch Mike in person. And uh, I went out there and uh, got to see some of the tournament. And I got over there, walked back to about 7, and was there 7, 8, then came back down on 9 and was watching a lot of the activity there. Mike, the only thing I would say is uh, I was reminded that course, there's no shade. There's no shade on that course, so you need an umbrella out there, really. I brought my wife out, and I kept trying to look for opportunities, Mike, because I didn't want to interrupt you. But I thought, well, I'd like to at least introduce him to Meredith. And it was it was almost comical. We tried to kind of come up on 8, and then, of course, you scooted off to scout ahead on 8. So there's no catching Mike McGraw on a golf course. But just know we were, we were kind of trying, but I also was trying while not, trying to disturb you know you you in the lab you know what i'm saying well i appreciate that matt now i was sorry i missed you yesterday but uh, <laughs> yeah i was on the on the go on the go <laughs> yeah and uh that was really fun now, you were with heffernan i think when i saw you come through and uh and he well now i'm trying now i'm getting mixed up here i'm not sure that was oh eisenhart's your redhead isn't he because i saw one birdie there on number seven i think you were maybe with heffernan when uh heffernan i should say when he was coming through on seven he hit a really nice approach shot um now what remind us kind of how you make those decisions throughout the round you've got an assistant who's sometimes in a cart you seem to like to be on foot um, as in, in a tournament, especially fairly early in the season, how do you kind of decide? Hey, I want to go walk with this guy for a few holes, or how do you? How do you? When you approach a round like that, how do you divvy up your time? Well, it's a little bit different every tournament, and maybe every year, just because of the team you've got, and maybe what you're trying to learn, or if somebody's struggling. You know, a lot of times I'll walk with a freshman or somebody who's playing their very first college tournament or somebody who's struggling. Um, and Mikel, my assistant might go uh, with one player as well, but then also there's times when he might uh, just roam, maybe catch the par threes, maybe, you know, just he gets to see all the guys a little bit during the round. And maybe I see one player. I, I roamed the first day and watched the par fives. Second day I walked with Johnny Kiefer. And then yesterday I walked with Zach Heffernan. Okay, yeah, and uh, man, I saw some good shots in there. Now, Johnny was not pleased when he came through on seven, and I looked, you know, at some point, I'm like, well, he had a volatile start because he had the eagle, and he follows that up with a double. Um, I would say, you know, with Johnny, that's interesting. You're so used to him being the, you know, number one, always with the best score, Uh, and, and this season so far has been a little different in that respect um i i think it, he'll obviously get it rolling again but what is that like for you as a coach to to have your number one guy struggling a little bit while everybody else seems to have really steadied um it, it's got to be you're not used to this uh and and i and i'm sure that's why you were with johnny on that second day to kind of just you know, settle things down. And, of course, Johnny ends up shooting a 69 on day two. How have you kind of managed this situation? 
Well, for one, I'm reminded and everyone else is reminded that you you don't stay on the mountaintop your entire career. There are valleys as well. And Johnny's been in a little bit of one of those recently. And for him, not playing the kind of golf we've been used to or he's been used to. But that's no problem. That's no worries. I just walked with him that second round just to see, you know, how he was doing, what kind of decisions he was making, uh, you know, how his mental state was on the golf course. And I found out a lot. It was very good, and we had a good walk that second round. But the other thing that can be, you know, really, really positive is other guys are stepping up. Like Luke Dossie has been yeah. 12, 12, and 10th in his three tournaments. Ty Eisenhart's had two top 13 finishes out of three tournaments, so he's played great. Uh, Trey Bosco has kind of come to the stage and played pretty well. And, and then we had a freshman this last week playing as an individual, Jonas Appel, who stepped up. So we got a bunch of guys actually stepping up to try to, you know, give uh, Johnny some support. Uh, last year, he was a third team all American and on the Arnold Palmer cup team, but nobody else played very well. And this year they are. So that's good news. what did you think of that uh, course out there? Uh, Nelson was played there for a little while. It didn't work out and they moved on. And I think part of it was, is just what I was kind of joking about. There's no shade out there uh, from a, a, a gallery standpoint. That can be kind of tough. And so they've had to move it. But it's certainly an interesting golf course. What do you what do you make of, of Trinity Forest, and, and how do you think it'll kind of help your guys moving forward? I'm sure there were some aspects of that course you like, and I'm sure there are some aspects you didn't like. Well, the, the green complexes are very, very difficult, and the greens were were unusually receptive this week. So uh, normally, if they're a little bit firmer, it gets really exciting. Plus, we played three straight days, no more than four or five miles an hour of wind. So the golf course is built for a little wind and for firmer greens. So I actually like the golf course a lot. Uh, it's got some similarities to Prairie Dunes, which we'll see in the conference championship, and it's you know it's got mounds with uh, native grass on them um, and pretty great bunkering, actually awesome bunkering um, and, and good, tough green complexes. So I like the golf course. I don't like not having shade, but you know, that's part of the deal. It's called Trinity forest, but the forest is all around the course, not on the course. <laughs> I was looking for some Adirondack chairs. Uh, you know, last year they all had that, Oh, that tournament over at the honors course, or, or I think that's what they used to call it at least. And, uh, I, I found a, a little grove of trees that was not to be found at Trinity forest. Uh, but, uh, bit, did find a lot of birdies out there. And by the way, I think you guys maybe led the field in birdies. Uh, I love some of the stats. You had one guy, you had one player that really attacked the par threes. I want to say that might've been Dossie with maybe the best yeah. average on par threes in the whole, uh, uh, how do you, do you really enjoy looking at those analytics and the sort of the breakdowns after those tournaments and, and even during the tournaments and, and, uh, and, and how much, uh, how much do you enjoy kind of studying those and kind of looking for trends and, and things maybe you can use to, to give feedback to your players? We look at that a lot, you know, actually I've, I've, coached for how many years a hundred or something a lot of years <laughs> and only three times in that time have uh my has my team led the tournament in birdies and not won the event and this is one of those times so uh it was, it was pretty rare what just happened this week but what i love about it is the offense i mean tons and tons of offense all we really need to do now is just clean up some of the 
kind of messy, sloppy, you know, soft bogeys we were making. Um, we've only made, I think, six double bogeys in three tournaments uh, total, uh, which is pretty amazing. We've had three rounds where we went completely double bogey free in, in the nine rounds we played uh, stroke play. So this team is starting to learn to save shots, still has some, you know, issues not putting quite as well as I think we should. Our strokes gained putting. We only had one guy who gained strokes on the field, or well, on, I guess, PGA Tour players. Strokes gained putting, only one guy was positive. So, um, you know, we could still work in that area. But I do look at the analytics for sure, and my assistant coach, Mikel, is, is, a, is brilliant with it. I like that. Mike McGraw joining us the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Um, Arkansas Little Rock. Now, again, I, has that been a school that's been really good in golf for years? Is this just a, a group of very talented players? I mean, I it, it's just uh, I, if I had a before the uh, round said, well, I think Arkansas Little Rock's gonna gonna win this thing. I probably wouldn't have picked them. Is that a uh, a, a known commodity in the golf world? Well, just in the last three years. Uh, okay. Their coach, Jake Hansen, came from a junior college in Arizona where he won a national championship. And he is a very underrated coach who's done a fantastic job of recruiting, for one. But you can also tell he relates to his players very well. So it doesn't surprise me that they played as well as they did. And they've got one of the best players in the country, period, uh, Anton Albers. Uh, he didn't play well the first two rounds, but he shot 64 yesterday. And... A very well-coached team, and doesn't surprise me. They'll be a top 25 team this year for sure. And, um, yep, he, he's brought Little Rock to the to the stage. He's been to the national championship with those guys. So, uh, Golly. not surprised at all. All right, and, and tell me a little bit more about Jonas Appel. And, uh, um, you know, it's like you see an individual go low like that and be your top scorer. It doesn't free a person up when they play as an individual – is, I mean, like, I, I that, that's just really interesting how that all goes together uh, because, you know, the, the quick thing is to look at how he's playing so far and go, how has Jonas not cracked the lineup? But I guess that's a, that's a huge statement about the rest of your team. If somebody capable of doing what he can is not in your top five, I mean, I think that would have to be a, a pretty healthy sign for where you are right now. Right. Thank you for saying that. I agree. The guys have gotten a lot better. Every one of them has. And Jonas was a junior golf, uh, AJGA first team All-American in junior golf. He was on the Wyndham Cup team. He made match play two years in a row in the U.S. Junior. It's not a fluke. Jonas is a really great player, and everybody on the team knows it. It's just transition to college isn't always easy. He's coming halfway around, the, you know, across the country to be here. And great kid, easy to travel with, very talented. And, um, you know, so it doesn't surprise me at all. He's really, really a good player. It is a little easier to play as an individual because you feel like you're out there to gain ground, whereas a lot of times a kid who's four or five man might be trying to protect it, which is not the way I would suggest you doing it. Yeah. But you're trying to protect a lot, whereas the guy who's playing as an individual is trying to impress the coach, and he's trying to go gain ground. So he's very aggressive in his mindset. So. But still, I think Jonas is definitely going to be a big part of this team over the next four years. There, I don't think anybody doubts that. Every kid on the team knows he's he's a really, really good player. Great kid, too. What's his uh, – uh, I was looking at him. He listed at 6'1". 
Is this uh, a typical, extremely long hitter, like it, at a young age right now? What is kind of the the the, the hallmark of, of his game? What kind of and what kind of caught your eye about him on the recruiting trail, other than him finishing so high in all these events? Yeah, you know, he doesn't hit it particularly long, especially for a kid as big as he is. But he doesn't hit short either. It's it's out there, trust me. Uh, but grit, he's just got a lot of fire and grit. It doesn't have to look a certain way for him. He's, he's not married to technology or technique or it's got to look pretty. None of that matters to him. He's just out there to uh, compete, and he does a great job of that. So I'd say his, his competitive nature and his grit is what drew us to him initially. Have you ever seen a cross-handed player as you've made your way around? And, and the reason I ask, obviously, there's a – there's a senior – well, you've probably seen the guy we're talking about. There's a uh, a player that's going to be in the Shriners Classic that is a cross-handed player. Like, how how rare is that and and how – you know, being a golf coach and, a st- you know, studying the swing as you do, how difficult is that? That seemingly – when I think about that, I'm like, how in the world does that even work? Well, it's it's very unusual – but uh, there has been a professional who did it, so that's not not like like it never happened before. But I saw him at the U.S. Junior in 2016 at the Honors Course in Chattanooga. In fact, I saw I was walking with Ryan Hibble, the OU golf coach, uh, when we both kind of came upon him. I think he already knew who he was, but um, so I saw him back then. And yeah, it looks different, but you know what? I think all coaches in, in golf that are coaching, you need to get past what it looks like and, and get to what's really important is how they play, how they compete, you know, how they represent themselves in the golf course. And Patrick Welch is a, a great representative of the University of Oklahoma. So, um, I, anyway, it doesn't, it's, not a, uh, it's not normal, but uh, he's, he's a really good player. You said earlier you had good, that Jonas was a really good traveler. Have you had some bad travelers? Over the years, I'm not asking you to name names, but like, are there are there guys that just don't particularly travel well, or are kind of tough to be in the room? What what does that mean when you say somebody's a good, a really good traveler? I don't think a single golf coach has had all perfect kids during his career. That's not not thinkable, not not even you know believable that it could ever happen. I'm just saying he's very easy to travel with in the sense that you know when he was struggling early in the season didn't you couldn't tell no he didn't he didn't treat people differently he wasn't um he wasn't a distraction he was just trying his best to do the best he could and you know he still has a long way to go as a player but you know he's a wonderful kid so the golf unit is very small when you go on the road there's five people and two coaches and you're together a lot for dinner and you're together in the van driving to and from the golf course so you're around each other a lot really great when you have a personality like Jonas that it's okay. Like it was somehow or another, we packed the wrong size shirt for him. We packed the medium and he's an extra large. <laughs> and, and so Mikel, Mikel, my assistant, he didn't, he said, Hey dude, coach, I don't, I don't have the, you know, I don't have the right shirt, but it'll work. I can make this happen. And, and Mikel said, no, I'll give you the large, but um, you know, things like that don't bother him. He's a, not unflappable, but he's as close to unflappable as you can imagine. Really good kid. That, that looked a little snug on him. I got to say, yesterday, I'm glad that I know the story. No, I didn't see. I didn't see Jonas because I was watching the team come through. But that is, uh, I love those kind of background stories. 
By the way, when I see a birdie in person, I always I have to fight the urge not to like text you like that that so and so's birdied seven. And I because I know you have people like telling you stuff, and you don't need Mosley out there helping you. But I promise you, my wife was with me, and it was all I could do not to just immediately. I saw um, Eisenhart birdie seven, and my first instinct was just to text you. And I just thought, you know what? I bet he's okay. With he seemed, He's been okay for 25 or 30 years out here. He's probably okay without me texting him that Eisenhart birdied. But just know that was my natural instinct. Well, I appreciate you wanting to help me like that, but I don't really look at my phone during the round very much. That's pretty <laughs> rare. I probably wouldn't have gotten your text until after the round. Okay. All right. Well, that's I didn't. For once, I used discretion and said, well, I'm not going to text him. I'm just going to watch that birdie, enjoy it, and I'm not going to text anybody about it. Uh, Mike, it's <laughs> always fun to, to catch up with you. Great to see you all in person. Love seeing those green, the forest green shirts rise up above you as they come over the hill on, on 7, and it's just a lot of pride that I watch that. I did, Of course, i got to be neutral. I did not have my Baylor gear on, but my wife did borrow – one of my Baylor golf caps, so we, we were representing out there. Uh, so, anyway, good to see you all, and, and I appreciate you taking the time today. Thanks so much, Matt. You can come to our golf tournaments anytime you like. Well, I really appreciate that. There he goes, Mike McGraw, the Baylor men's golf coach, does such a tremendous job, and he's got a talented group this year. There, Man, even his individuals, his freshmen's out there going low, finishing top ten, so there's a lot of talent. Johnny will get this thing rolling. I mean, I'm acting like Johnny did poorly in the last two days. He shot 69-69. He just had a, a rough opening round, so Johnny will be fine. He's the uh, Everybody knows he's the, he's the alpha of the group. He's just got to get back to doing what he's always done. All right, it's the uh, Matt Mosley.